0: I'm Michelle, Certified Personal Trainer and Certified Nutrition Coach.
1: And I'm Marissa, and I'm a Certified Nutrition Coach and Group Fitness Instructor, and this
0: is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit.
1: Tune in for your twice-a-week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday.
0: We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. To respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support indigenous folks.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Strong and Simple Podcast. This is Marissa, and I'm here with my co host, Michelle. Say hi, Michelle. Hey, hey. <laughs> and we are joined today by another awesome special guest, Carrie Chowski, who is an anti MLM advocate. And she's also a small business owner and makes really awesome, cool, beautiful soaps under the business name The Gilded Bubble. So, Carrie,
2: welcome. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me
1: yes so oh, i'm so excited for this episode and i'm really proud of myself for not fangirling all over you so
2: <laughs> i just want to see that it's so funny as i feel like i haven't i haven't been on tiktok at all this month like it's been i've been so busy and it's like i feel horrible that i haven't like made any new content i feel like i'm so disconnected from the community so this might be a good reminder to like once my schedule calms down in may that i'll have more time to like back into making content because i miss it i miss it i miss being i miss the like i miss the work it sounds so pretentious but like (laughs) it's rewarding when people are like you know this yes i i i always you know i always thought this too and you're absolutely right like this is the kind of stuff people need to know to be able to you know break out of the cycle of being in all these crazy cults of you know you can make a million dollars all you have to do is pay me 99.95.
1: Yeah. So- Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I found you on TikTok. I actually think Roberta Blevins had like tagged you, um, particularly in regards to Herbalife and the nutrition shops. And I was like, oh, well, definitely following her. And so, you know, the rest is history from there. Um, but how did you kind of get into the like kind of anti MLM and focusing on, on Herbalife a lot? How did you get into this?
2: A couple different ways um I really got into the anti-MLM community you know the irony of you talking about Roberta and you know this is a I'm wearing a LuLaRoe shirt are you like <laughs> it's like the one thing that I'll still wear and it was literally just like oh that's clean I'll throw that on so <laughs> anyway I appreciate you messing up
1: to it though <laughs> I
2: totally yeah I just looked down and was like wow so Roberta I'm sorry um but <laughs> So I I got into it, you know, like how everyone kind of fell down some random rabbit hole during lockdown. Mine was anti MLM. I I believe I think it was one of um, uh, Cece Suarez. I think it was Chelsea, one of Chelsea's videos got recommended to me on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I just you know she's so fun to watch, and I just was kind of got drawn into that, and then kind of you know branched off from there. Right, once you watch one, you start getting other people recommended to you, um, and I just really liked Chelsea's like really snarky kind of um, no nonsense way that she would kind of talk to people and, you know, she wasn't really nasty to people unless they got nasty first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, cause I mean, there's no reason to like tear people down or anything. Um, you know, she'll be like, oh, I love her hair. So why is she ruining it with Monet or whatever, you know, <laughs> like yeah. that kind of stuff. And, uh, anyway, one day she was talking about, oh, I'm over on TikTok coming and I was like, oh yeah, I'll go check it out. I teach, um, advertising writing at the college level. And so I'm like always like, you know, I never got into Snapchat and I always felt like in like a fraud trying to talk to my students about Snapchat. So I was like, oh, I should probably get on TikTok and just see what it's about. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, squirrel ADHD brain. I'm like, I love the dopamine you get just flipping through videos. This is back when they were only 30 seconds, right? So uh you know I really got I really got into it that way. But the nutrition shops are a direct result of my small business. I do local markets, like makers markets. And one my favorite one to do is all entirely makers, but the organizer allows one MLM and it's because she's friends with the owner of this nutrition club. And I've heard her say before, when actually one of my most popular TikTok videos is me complaining because she said to people like, I don't allow MLMs and there sits that Herbalife shop. And like, one day I said, oh, I'm so tired this morning. She's like, oh, the tea people will be here soon. You should get a load of tea or whatever. And I was like, no, nah, it's too mlm for me. And she just kind of looked at me and I was like, well, you feel like whatever. I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna like burn my own bridge, but it's, right. not, it's not fair to actual small business owners to try to compete with people who are exploiting people. You know, yeah. like it's hard. And the nutrition clubs are so hard to like, educate people about in the community because they look and operate exactly like a small business from the customer facing side. Yeah. It's only when you peel that back and start to look at how they're run and the guidelines that Herbalife gives them, that you really see how predatory and completely unprofitable and unsustainable they are. And I feel for the people that have opened them, but they're not small business owners. They are people who have been duped into getting a lease in their name, and going into debt for another company. Like it's not a franchise. You don't yeah. have any protection. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I first, like they kind of came onto my radar when one opened literally around the corner from me <laughs> here in, in my town in Beverly. And like, I didn't know what it was at first. And I went and I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Where are the prices? Why is everything cost the same? And then I don't even remember how I figured it out. I was like, oh my God, it's Herbalife. Oh, I should check my liver. or like <laughs> you know. Um, and I see it, oh, it makes me so mad because I see folks coming out of there and like, they're giving the teas to their little kids. And I'm like, do you know what you're, first of all, good luck with that overcaffeinated child now, <laughs> Godspeed, right. but also like you have no idea because they don't know what's Herbalife. And if they do, they don't know the reputation of Herbalife. Um, yeah.
2: Or and- even if they do, those reps are like, like the one that set me off. What really got me going was she kept telling people, oh, it's clean energy. Mm. Hon, hon, that is an energy drink. If you wouldn't give your toddler Red Bull, you should not give them an Herbalife tea. Yeah. And I'm doing air quotes that no one can see, but <laughs> it, it's not tea even. But if you're not going to like, I know parents that won't give their kids a Mountain Dew, but they'll give them that. And I'm like, it has way more caffeine than, and, and, and even sometimes sugar than a Mountain Dew if they're not really disclosing um, what they're putting in it, which is another big problem that I yeah. have is that there's no nutritional information beyond the Herbalife products right so like um if you look at just the Herbalife products there's n- nutrition information but in terms of the teas especially uh there's vague information on the amount of stimulant like it's a combined blend of caffeine guarana and i forget what the third one is um but it's a combination of those. So it, it, when it tells you the amount of that, you don't know how much of each one is in there. And then you don't know what else they're putting in it at the shop because they make all these crazy flavors mm-hmm. that they may or may not be using Stevia or Splenda for. We don't know, cause they don't tell you. Yep. Um, it, that, that's to me a big problem too, is that they're not disclosing. And I've had so many people on TikTok comment about how they were just flat out lied to. Like one was talking about, she told them she had a soy allergy and they're like, no, there's no soy in it. I'm like, it's plant-based protein. There's only so many kinds.
0: Right.
1: Literally. (laughs) Oh my God. That's what it is. It's soy protein. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. How do they even skirt around food safety regulations? Like, how does that even work when they're like, I'm going to open the smoothie shop and they lease a building and you have to like register with your city, correct? Um, Like how does- (laughs) Yeah, it it varies.
2: So um, here's the other thing. So the second I start talking about the way they do things, I'm gonna have a hun in my comments going, not my shop. (laughs) Look, girl, first of all, here's the thing. Everyone does it a little bit differently. Some of them are more unscrupulous than others. I will admit there are some that are following the rules more stringently some that are only using Herbalife products, some that are disclosing what's in it, but the vast majority are hiding as much as they can. And they're using generic flavorings and things because it's cheaper, good for them. Okay. You know what? Don't yeah. go into debt buying more Herbalife crap. Buy the nine, Buy the stuff from the dollar store. That's fine with me, but tell people that's what you're doing.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I've totally, <laughs> I don't know what your question was. You <laughs> asked me, oh, <laughs> how they, um, Uh. No, I forgot again. Kind of like yeah. skirt around like. Oh, yeah. You know. Okay. How they skirt around the health issues. Yeah. So are the health, the health inspector and sort there's most places have an exception if you're not actually preparing food. So the fact that they're serving like a beverage mix um, isn't considered a restaurant or a, a cafe or anything. So it just depends on where they're located and what those local like municipalities or counties have as their regulations for how they classify that there are some, and I've had them in my comments, um, that they did go through the appropriate channels and got a health permit and train their employees on good, proper food safety. Um, most don't. And, and one of my most popular duetted videos on, um, TikTok is me duetting one where a girl makes like a smoothie or whatever. And everyone points out the cross-contamination problem because she's using a scoop and like multiple things mm-hmm. and it's the same scoop. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> some of them just flat out don't care uh and don't worry about following any kind of regulation others are operating legally um and then others are kind of getting by on technicalities so it just really depends um but yeah i mean if you if i would say too if you see one operating and you know they're 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 outside of that like you know it's, it's so, it feels so bad to be like, get them shut down. Right. Because someone really thinks that they're going to do this as a business. But it's, I, I, I finally wrestled with that enough where I went, no, they're better off getting out now than later. Like if I shut them down earlier rather than later, right. that's better for them in the long run.
1: Right. Right. I mean, the longer they're in business, the greater the odds they do give somebody anaphylaxis. And then hey, they can find themselves in a lawsuit, you know? So in a way, you're doing
2: them a favor.
0: Yeah. How does one even find themselves owning one of these shops? Especially for folks who may not even or who are kind of like, what are these shops? Have I been going to this shop? Oh no. What have what what have I been drinking? So how does somebody who owns one of these smoothie tea beverage shops with Herbalife, how does that even happen? And then we'll go from there. I was going to ask a two-parter, but never mind.
2: Okay, well, I'll I'll answer that because it is very much like the rest of the pyramid scheme of MLMs, Mm -hmm. right? So you know somebody who you go to their shop all the time and they're like, you know, you should do this. You'd be great at it. And they recruit you into their downline and they get you to open one. The irony, of course, being now you've cannibalized your own shop and this person's also doing the same thing. Um, they, they use, uh, technically Herbalife has a requirement that you have to be a distributor for a year before you can open one. But I've heard all kinds of people tell me that, no, they, they waive that for me or they waive that for somebody I know or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically you just have to be an Herbalife distributor and willing to put down the money on the lease. Fascinating. Pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. If you've got the funds for it, it's just like any—I mean, it's just like any other MLM, right? right? So, like, you don't need any qualifications to be a like health coach or whatever they call them with Beachbody. You just have to pay the ninety-nine dollars for the kit, and now you're a health coach. No, you're not. You're (laughs) you're fucking sales rep, (laughs) literally, and a poorly paid one. Yeah, yeah. If you get paid at all. Yeah. You might, I might end up, you might end up paying to do that. Yeah. Which, which happens a lot with these clubs, unfortunately. Um, at one point now, I don't know how accurate this figure is anymore because it came from the documentary betting on zero, which I think was made in like 2016. So it's been a while and they've redone some things since then, but like they, on average, were losing like 12 grand a year at that time. And it's like, I did the, I did the math, right? So I did the cost of goods analysis on like these products and I got raked over the coals by the huns because i used like retail price instead of their discount which They're still off yeah yeah it's it's still bullshit when you're paying 20 to 50 dollars for one of their like canisters of protein powder whatever when you can buy that shit in bulk at walmart even or go to like costco yeah. and like if you did that and opened a smoothie shop i wouldn't say boo like you know mm-hmm. what do it on the up and up and i don't care but you're you're sinking so much money into a brand that doesn't give a shit about you and could shut down tomorrow, like the dirt people did. Yeah. I just want to call them the dirt people. I'm not even gonna <laughs> dignify it with naming them, but like yeah. You yeah. have no security, you're not a franchise, you don't have exclusivity of of area or anything, you have no protection. They could shut down their product and what? What are you gonna do? You're just gonna be like, oh yeah, herbalife was fine and all, but now I switched to this other product. <laughs>
1: like right. Exactly. Exactly. And if you do get shut down, Herbalife isn't going to be there to back you up Mm there. you know, It's it's entirely on you. You know, I think I just feel like the folks that do, you know, open these, I just feel like it's setting yourself up for failure because like we know just by virtue of the structure of a multi-level marketing company, you don't make money off of selling goods. You make money off of signing people up. And if you can't, use that shop to sign people up. And I know the one up here on, on Cabot Street, they've got a sign in the window, you know, they're free, they're complimentary health consults, which is how they get you to sign up. But if you're not getting that, you're going to be losing money because you have to keep buying the product yourself. You have to pay your lease, you have to pay the insurance and everything else that goes on there. And then, you, I mean, they're popping up in every single town up here. It's like, they're going to cannibalize each other. It's, it's inevitable.
2: And like, if you think, I wanna say if I remember correctly, their shakes are like 190 calories or something. Like if you think 190 calories is a meal, yeah. you do not need to be giving health consults to anyone, yeah. not even a toddler. Like <laughs> that is not enough calories for any human to eat for a meal. And and then not only that, you're, you're selling these as sugar-free and then throwing candy on top of them. <laughs> right, or, Sorry. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows this. I mean, I I will just clarify just so people know, but candy and cookies typically have sugar in them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just, just so we can be totally upfront. I don't know if these health coaches or whatever they're, they are with Herbalife know that, but yeah. Yeah. You're going to kill a diabetic. I'm sorry. You're going to hurt somebody, you know, like seriously.
1: Yeah. It's like, and it blend it up and it's not like you can like get it without because it's like, that's the essence of the flavor that and the Jello pudding mix that they're putting in it. Right, great <laughs>
2: value pudding mix. <laughs> well, which is the other thing, right? So they're showing, so the sugar stuff comes in like put toppings on. So I guess, yeah, you probably see them do it. So you could be like, no, I'm diabetic. But the shit that they're putting in it, right? They're putting in like sugar-free pudding. They're putting in the sugar-free, you know, Herbalife stuff and everything else, uh, the Tarani syrups, like the kind you get in your coffee and they're sugar-free, like nothing yeah. wrong with sugar-free, sugar-free is fine. Yeah. Except if you've ever read the gummy bear, the sugar-free gummy bear review on Amazon, yes. it's also going to give you the poos, like uh, the soft ones. Yeah. Um, and so many people have all these stories of like, yeah, you'll lose weight. You're on the toilet all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep that and the caffeine and the teas it's like the perfect mixture yeah 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 Yeah, yeah you're hyped up on on sugar-free poo and and over caffeinated like kool-aid
0: yeah 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 so when they're looking to recruit people at these shops are they looking to just have customers like get the products for themselves um, or to be distributors or are they looking for other people to open up other shops so that you're going to have this very sustainable business model of like 25 smoothie shops or tea shops in one city
2: i mean i think the thinking behind it is that you'd get more people to open shops right because you have to buy product regularly and when that person signs up to open a shop, they're in your downline. So you're making money off of everything they buy, plus their initial sign up and whatever, right? And anyone they recruit then. Yeah. So it relies on the pyramid. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, they they'll take people buying their product or whatever. They'll sign people up as regular distributors too. I don't think that would be a thing. Um, but I think that why these clubs became so pervasive is one, they look really cool, right? So like these teas are brightly colored. It's a good concept. Like there's a great, there's something to be said for like easy, quick nutrition, right? The idea that you could grab a smoothie really quickly and that it would be easy and it would be low calorie and it would be healthy and full of nutrients and whatever but it's not. <laughs> That's the problem. Like there is an actual smoothie place in our town that uses real fruit and they have right. homemade peanut butter that they put on their like acai bowls and things like that. And when you look at those, there's actual fruit and there's actual vegetables and there's actual ingredients. It's not all powders and syrups. Mm-hmm. Um, God, they're going to kill me for saying syrup. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm not allowed to talk about Right. <laughs> that.
1: the syrups they're not syrups
2: (laughs) are they they're syrups they just they wanted to argue with me because they use so like the powdered drink mix is like a crystal light or whatever they use a thing like that whether it comes from Herbalife's abundant life brand that they own or they buy like an actual like crystal light or knockoff and then they mix it with water and put it in right well that's how syrups are made Like (laughs) when they compound medicine at the pharmacy into a syrup they take a powder and they put it in a liquid and that's how you get the syrup (laughs) but they were like it's not syrup and then the irony of course is that they use syrups all the time in the shakes because that's how they flavor a snickers to taste like a snickers they put in caramel sugar-free whatever you know like but they want to argue the details of every little thing because it detracts from the fact that they're scamming people and lying to them about what they're putting in it. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's so much, like there's just so many really shady things about these shops that I mean, are mandated by Herbalife, but can really just escape the eye. If you're just somebody who's walking down the street and you're like, Oh, sweet. Yeah. I'll grab a smoothie for lunch. Um, can you talk a little bit to like what to look out for? (laughs) What do these things have in common?
2: The most obvious one almost every time is that they put the word nutrition in their name um, because Herbalife Nutrition. They're not allowed to use the Herbalife name, um, at least not as of the last published guidelines, um, which are from 2018. So if anybody has more recent ones, that'd be cool. Um, Definitely hit me up, but uh, they're they aren't allowed to use the name Herbalife, but they will use the word nutrition. And then the other thing is they'll typically have these really brightly colored tea in a clear cup. And usually because they're trying to do this on a budget, instead of having printed logo cups, they'll have like a sticker on their cup, Um, which again, I'm not gonna knock people trying to save a buck on a small business. Uh, I avoid having custom packaging made by buying a rubber stamp and stamping it on. So I get it. Like sticker is a good idea. That's smart business practice. So we're not going to judge them there, but it's a good way to identify them. Um, The only exception would be, I know there's one uh, Herbalife, former Herbalife distributor in I believe Kansas City. Uh, No, Springfield, Missouri. Sorry, Springfield, Missouri, that uh, got away from Herbalife and they have a very similar looking product still, but they use... Um, they partnered with a different, um, I wish I could remember the name of the company, I'm sorry, but different protein powder company. Um, and so now they're actually more like a franchise and it's not a pyramid type structure at all. It's a legitimate, you know, like a, uh, wholesale. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, but the product really similar. So it's not a hundred percent, but most of the time, if you go in, you'll be able to see it right away. They're going to have the product somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're following the guidelines, they're not advertising that anywhere, not even in the windows of their stores. They're not technically supposed mm-hmm. to do that, but there's a lot of stuff they're not supposed to do that they do. Cause they're not supposed to operate as like a cafe or a restaurant. They're supposed to be a true club where, um, people pay for memberships and then they get free beverages. Oh. Um, so a lot of them will like do things with gyms so like they'll have they'll offer like fitness classes and then you get a free shake I've heard a lot of people say they got into them that way Uh, um but they're also doing weird things now where like they have them in hair salons and I'm like "Eh?" now that seems like a health code violation like if not of the food part of the hair part because (laughs) I know that like I mean you can't get a haircut if you've got like a scalp infection so like how can you drink a shake while someone's getting a blow dry like I don't I don't know I I don't know
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so gross.
2: Yeah, huh. I know it's it's so. It, I think the big the one thing that really shocked me the most, because a lot of it doesn't shock me, right? Like um, <laughs> even even the fact that like employees of these shops sometimes are in the owner's downline. Hmm. I but I have a follower on TikTok who messaged me because. I was talking about that, how they're in their downline and very often they don't make money right away. They typically have a huge buy-in and have to like make that money back before they can start earning and all this weird stuff, which is shady enough. But she was telling me that she used to have to pay $2 per cup just to like, had to buy the cup in order to sell the drink. What? (laughs) Jeez, like. Yeah. I don't have words. That's just... Like, I will, like, if you're, if if someone out there owns an Herbalife club and they're paying their employees an hourly wage, like, okay, fine. You are, you are at least contributing something to your community. You're paying someone to to do that or whatever. And you haven't recruited them to your downline and you're not trying to. Okay, that's fine. I I will let that go. Um, But so many of them are not paying hourly, they're paying when they sell something. So you have a lot of them are young young women who haven't gone to college or in college right so just either like just turned 18 or you know very young um working and then anytime you're doing something like cleaning a bathroom or rinsing out a a blender you're not getting paid right so it's just like any other mlm situation where you're doing all this work you're doing all this recruiting the selling this cleanup this you know you know laundry list of things and the only time you make money is if you recruit somebody or sell something
1: yeah I had heard that and was like, what the hell? Like they, employees not getting paid. They're just, they're on the off chance they can recruit for their downline. Um, and it's so true. I feel like every time I go by and I see the the folks working in there, they're like 18, 19, 20 years old. And I'm like, you don't have a chance. Like (laughs) it's, it's so predatory and it, I don't want to assign that to like the individual shop owner, like as a bad actor or anything. Cause I think they, they got sucked in the same way. Do they think there's like this cult, like quality to these, these MLMs and there's definitely the same kind of cult type strategies, but like, it just seems so predatory to be targeting these folks that are just getting started and don't really know any better. And they're just like, hearing this promise of, oh, you can make all of this money. And they're thinking, sweet, I'll pay off my student loans. And it's like, no, you're never going to
2: just like the rest of us, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, and you might even more owe, owe more. What I, yeah. think, I think for me, what's the most sad too about that is especially when they recruit the younger women to start their own shop, because the sad part of all this is that by the time you've, promoted it you've set up you've got the lease you've decorated the store you've bought all these supplies you could have started an actual business you've done the work you've done the work yeah and instead of using an actual wholesaler that you can make a profit off of you're being preyed on by a multi-billion dollar corporation that will just as easily write you off and -hmm. shut you down as they would support you and I think that that's really sad because that's the part that I think a lot of these young women don't realize is that you could done have done all that work and actually be building something for yourself instead mm. of for someone else. Mm. Um, I I think I started to say this earlier and kind of got sidetracked, but like when I did the cost of goods, like at best they're making like a couple dollars per shake, and People that are have been in in restaurant, you know, or food service, like you need to make like double what you put into mm-hmm. it to turn a profit in food. And like a dollar on like a six to eight dollar shake or ten, twelve dollar shake even is not enough to sustain your business. Like, I mean, I the way I I price my soap, like I have a much larger um, profit margin than these shake shops, and I don't have an extremely large profit margin, like. I'm small batching. It's not like I have, I'm buying a lot of things in bulk, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
2: Um, I buy, I buy like my oil and stuff from like big lots and Walmart. It's not like I'm going (laughs) to like a giant wholesaler and getting a great deal on a giant 50 gallon drum of something, you know? Um, and if I can do that with, you know, typical retail level stuff, you've done all the hard work. You're just spending way too much on the ingredients that go into your product.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I've been, I've been sitting here kind of like, why don't they just open a legit business? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't they like, uh, but like, you know, when you're in it, you're in it and you don't see it um, the way people on the outside see it, especially when you're young, especially when you don't know any better. And especially when you're, in a community that's like praising you and lifting you up and you feel like you are somebody. And listen, everybody is somebody, (laughs) that's not what I meant, but like when you don't necessarily, if you're an 18, 19 year old college student and maybe you're feeling like homesick or disjointed or have had a hard time making friends, especially during the pandemic, when colleges and campuses were not necessarily having events the way that they were, I have to imagine that it was really fucking hard for people to you know feel a part of that college community and then you find somebody and they, they you know and then it's like yeah I I'm leasing something and you feel this sense of huge accomplishment for doing this right and yeah um and and I
2: think too like the appeal is partly that there's like this idea that it's kind of like a plug-and-play type business right like the same reason people franchise, right? You have the clout of the name and the model that's set up for you. Yeah. But but because there's no like, these are all individual, like independent distributors, you're not stealing someone's trademark to go out and use these similar types of drinks and, and sell that. Mm-hmm. Because just by the very nature of the way that Herbalife has done it, they haven't put their own brand on it. So it's not protected. Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing preventing anyone who likes that business model from going out and replicating it and not using Herbalife product. That's the other thing. It's <laughs> like they can undercut you. They can. I could go. I could go open a shop and open and sell identical product. Silver lining lessons. Here's a great example. So um, she, Jana is a friend of mine. Ironically, that I found because I was someone asked me to make a dupe for an Herbalife tea, and I was like. Oh, I googled it. I'm like dupes for herbalife tea, and I found Jana's website. And I was like, great, there's these great recipes. Well, me being, you know, a journalism professor, I've done all that. Like, I'm I'm a cite your sources kind of gal. So I immediately go, this person came up with this recipe. I just adapted it. Go check it out. She's got more. Uh, and she contacted me because her site sort of blowing up because my <laughs> video got like 200,000 views. Right. Uh, I believe Jana has over half a, a quarter of a million followers now on on uh, TikTok and. Uh, we just kind of like, I'm like, yeah, I just, I discovered her. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I should be a talent scout or something because the other person, I discovered an author once too, and and uh, they're now a, a New York Times bestseller. So I think I should just get into that instead. But um, I feel like you have a calling yeah. yeah. I do apparently. Um, but so anyway, that's a prime example, right? If Janet really wanted to, she could just go open a shop in her hometown and compete directly with these businesses that way. Um, she does dupes for free, which is even better, I think, honestly. Um, she kind of creates these recipes. She and her husband like spend hours like developing them, mimicking the flavors almost exactly, but also coming up with their own ideas. Um, mm. And she does them on, you know, she does them for videos and people love them. And, you know, she make but she's able to make those for less than a dollar a serving. Wow. So you tell me <laughs> if I were able to open a shop using this process that Jana does and I do that and I can cost of goods, just buying retail, pa- retail product can make it for less than a dollar and your cost, yours cost you four or five dollars. I can sell mine for five and make the same profit. You can selling it for 10. Who's going to go out of business faster. I think it's going to be you, you yeah. know? And, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, just do the math, honey. Like just keep a P and L Like you will so quickly understand if you look at your profit and loss that you're not actually making money.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're not even taught. Are they given guidance on how to even do that? Because I know regular sales reps for MLMs are not given any guidance. It's just like, Mm -hmm. look, you got a $100 commission Yeah. after you spent $250. Like nobody's talking about that part. So
2: as far as I know, uh, I think all you get is a list of guidelines of what you can't do. Yeah. I don't think you get any. I mean, I think the model that we're familiar with is really just been kind of like in the same way that all the like copy paste, hey hun, you know, hun, the whole reason we have the term hun bot is the same thing that happened with these nutrition clubs is everybody just figured out, oh, if I buy this cute little plastic greenery wall and put a neon sign in front of it and then make them all brightly colored Kool-Aid drinks, I can make money. And so now they all look like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's such a good point, right? Like difference between MLM distributor and business owner, right? Business owner, like you keep track of your profit and loss. You can tweak things as you need to based on that sheet and you can write things off like these, these nutrition shop owners, they have to continuously buy this product. They've got their minimum monthly requirement, and then they buy it to make all of the, you know, the shakes and stuff like that. And they can't write that shit off. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
2: It depends. I mean, if they've got, I guess if they've got their, like, they've got it set up as a separate business, I guess maybe they could, I don't, I, I don't, not a hundred percent up yeah. to all the tax code. Like I there's, there's some things I, you know, I can write some things off and I I kind of like because if, if you have like an LLC, you can either do your taxes, like for the LLC, independently, your claimant is self-employed. And cause mm-hmm. I don't make a lot with my soap business. I just do self-employed, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, they'd be smart to not do it that way. Right. <laughs> then you can go, then your business can go bankrupt and you don't have to, you know, but, yeah. um, yeah. but again, they don't do same things smartly because they're not, it. Herbalife doesn't care, right? They're right. going to make their money because you're buying product and recruiting people. Yep. They don't care if you fail no, because you'll spend a lot of money failing. Yeah. And that's what they count on. Yeah. They need yep. the failure to keep the pyramid going, right? You need wow. that churn. Yeah, otherwise, you can't sign people up if everybody signs up because after what is it like 13 levels, the pyramid has recruited everyone on the planet. Like, yeah, it's yep. not possible. It's not possible. I know. No. Turn them and burn them. It's so sad. It's so sad. And, and like, it's like you said, the manipulation of the MLM combined with this, like, it looks successful.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's so visible. Right. Whereas like an MLM is like, we all kind of side-eye and know that our friend on Facebook that's bragging about her new car is like she got that new car because her husband has a six-figure income or something but if you're seeing a shop and you see them constantly posting on Instagram and you're thinking they're selling those to different people and they're making a lot of money and it looks really great Um, meanwhile I noticed not too long ago that one of the shop that started all of this for me the one that I was just like raging about at this craft show I've noticed that a lot of her, uh, Instagram stuff is her, right. Her holding the drink, um, or friends of hers or her downline or her daughter, like Mm -hmm. it's always the same people. So are they even like making any money? And slowly at this craft, this, this maker's market that I did their table got sadder. Fewer people showed up. They stopped bringing Mm -hmm. a pop-up tent. They just had a table. They stopped bringing these giant, pretty looking, you know, things for their drinks. And they just have like one jug of it. And, you know, it just got sadder and sadder and sadder. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen them the last couple of times. So I don't even know if they're still doing those, which they're not even supposed to do. There's, (laughs) it's it's against the Herbalife guidelines. You can't do remote locations. (laughs) Yep. But
1: it's like, they get to that point, like, you know what? I'm willing to chance it. I got to do whatever it takes. Cause I'm yeah. in the hole this much money for this. Yeah.
2: It's craziness, but it's clean energy, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. <laughs> oh God. But and it that's what that mean. mean. Yeah. They, they, try, I don't know what they, I mean, I think I know what they think they mean mm. <laughs> um. that, you know, it's natural, right. That it's mm. coming from a natural source, but do you know what natural caffeine is? Coffee, actual yeah. tea, like loose leaf tea is natural energy that is naturally occurring. Coffee beans naturally occur in nature and have caffeine. Uh, Yupon Holly is another one the natives in Florida used to drink, uh, also naturally has caffeine. Mm-hmm. But you know what doesn't? Whatever crap Herbalife is shilling because they have to add it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: Absolutely.
2: you know, I, it just, ah. Uh, that clean part I just want to like throw things when they say that because it's just like it's such a marketing buzzword anyway and it's creating this fear yeah it's creating this fear around food like food does not have a moral value it is not going like (laughs) caffeine from an energy drink is not dirty
1: (laughs) Right. right it's just caffeine
2: it's just caffeine
1: Yeah. It's just, and we see that with so many of the, any, any of the MLMs with nutrition products, they are so guilty of like perpetuating this, like food shaming with this, like clean, you know, don't eat anything processed except for our super processed shake mix, (laughs) like all of this nonsense. And it's like, you're it's, I really feel like I'm going to say probably all of them, all of the nutrition MLMs are like the worst of the worst of diet culture, just like on parade and they just use it, they just throw those terms around. It's so
2: infuriating.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, I think for me too, that was another big reason why I really became an advocate is because I'm also anti-diet culture, right? It took me so long. Um, I actually worked with Kat Benson, who is a, um, a registered dietitian nutritionist who's in the anti-MLM community. So part of how I learned a lot about Herbalife was through her videos on YouTube. And then I decided I wanted to work with her as my nutritionist. And a lot of what I worked through was like these feelings I have about food that are so ingrained in us as especially people who have been assigned female at birth were raised culturally as girls and women, um, the, the way that we view food and I still, it's so funny how much my mindset has shifted because I find myself correcting my 73 year old mother who at 73 is still a size six. And I just want to smack her um, mm-hmm. because she, but because she has such an unhealthy relationship with food I mean, she is a reco- she's re- recovering eating disorder. Like she had anorexia when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so my eating habits came from an anorexic mother and my 16 year old brother who ate like a 16 year old boy. So like, I have no frame of reference for what is good food to fuel your body, um, or, you know, what it means to stop eating when you're full or why it's not, why it's not bad to eat high calorie dense foods. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with any of the eating that you do. It's what you need to do is learn to listen to your body Mm -hmm. and your hunger cues and your emotional cues. (laughs) Um, and when you allow yourself to, eat in a way that you're you would have previously maybe called bad Mm. how freeing it becomes when you let go of the bad feeling about that and how and actually most people end up saying like I have less of an obsession with eating so much because I can have more later and I don't have to feel guilty about it or get it out of the house or you know um but that really was my my experience I mean obviously it's not gonna be the same for everybody but just even talking to somebody and learning what a balanced, nutritious meal or snack looked like. Mm -hmm. I would have told you 190 calories was too much for a snack, Mm -hmm. you know, and almost maybe for a meal and like realizing how messed up my thinking was because I had been told that I needed to cut calories above all else. Like, and so you have people that have that mindset in MLMs selling crap From companies that want you to have that mindset so you'll buy more of their crap so that you'll get sucked into their cult and sell more of their crap and recruit more people and yeah so preaching. so yes yeah the intersection of anti-diet culture and anti-MLM is my sweet spot like I I just the the health you know in quotation marks health focused MLMs are the worst in my opinion I mean just look at and again look at the dirt people right the the boo people like eating literal dirt and giving themselves parasites yeah. because they thought it would make them healthier yeah yeah okay like <laughs> we <laughs> have reached peak satire like yeah. yeah
1: it's like how is this real i
2: don't know i don't know <laughs> which i am actually in this cup i'm actually drinking a legit smoothie so Excellent. not I'm not even plugging for these people because I don't get anything from a bit daily harvest they're super expensive but what? I hate fruits and vegetables but like <laughs> I will drink the shit out of a smoothie and this one is like cold brew and it has like bananas and like cauliflower in it and it tastes like a freaking iced coffee from Starbucks man like Love it. do what you got to do to get fruits and vegetables in your body there is no shame in covering them in cheese
1: true you know you mm. still get
2: those nutrients plus you get to eat cheese Mm-hmm.
1: delicious so true i've got my uh clean caffeine from duncan
2: yes <laughs> i love a good duncan iced coffee man that is some good shit but i but i also have my water right so we go. i me and my adhd here with my two different tumblers so <laughs> <laughs> i wish people could see this it's like i always have like a million different drinks sitting around like yeah here let me let me just hydrate in five different ways <laughs>
1: it's just like the epitome of like the 2000s this is a desk with like 17 different cups on it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm trying to think like, if there are other things. I mean, I know one of the things that I, I think Michelle and I want to do an episode on at some point, is just like the issues with MLM supplements. Right. And we, we kind of touched on earlier, the fact that like, they don't make money off of the products. They make money off of recruiting people into the pyramid and so like to me that's a red flag because like what incentive does the company have to actually create quality products then because that it doesn't literally doesn't matter um and then not to mention just the structure of the supplement industry in the u.s it's like the companies just basically can put whatever out to the market they're not you know they can self-test it Herbalife is notorious for not releasing information about their formulations. And I feel like, you know, just walking into one of these nutrition shops, it's like case in point, you literally do not know what you're consuming.
2: It's a proprietary blend. Yeah. Yeah. It's proprietary. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point. Again, I don't want to get too deep into the nutritional aspect just because I don't have those qualifications, but Yes, absolutely. From the perspective of these companies will tell you their product does anything and everything. I mean, at the peak of the, the boo, um, craze with the (laughs) acid or whatever the hell it is, it cured everything from cancer to autism. I mean, it was just like, which don't even get me started on how problematic that is. Seriously, Um, yeah, but it like, they just would say anything to recruit. And once you, once they convince you that it will do all of that, now they've got you. Right. Mm-hmm. If they can convince you that this supplement or this food or this this shake or or this you know like what it works has those like wraps or whatever that do yes. literally nothing. Oh, just yeah. I mean once on that. <laughs> I mean once they can convince you that that works that it's doing something, um, you know, then it's easy to recruit you because oh my god it's this miracle cure I feel so good and honestly with the herbal life shit you know like you're drinking those teas and you're like wow I feel amazing shit you yeah you do you're on a like Two hundred milligrams of caffeine. Of course, you feel good. Like, you know how much better I feel when I take literal speed to treat my ADHD. Like, I feel great. Like, of course, you feel good. You're on the stimulant, boo boo. Um, you know, but they get they get to this like place where the essential oil or the supplement or the you know whatever is curing their everything that's wrong with them, and we so desperately want to feel good in this world right we're just like um, as Americans as you know like people that have basic needs met it's so it's so hard to feel fulfilled and I and I, I sympathize with that right is it such a champagne problem to be like well I've got a roof over my head and you know I've got food to eat tonight but mm-hmm. I want to feel better yeah what a, what a what a privileged problem to have but I also yeah. sympathize with that in the sense that like yeah it can feel very like What is my purpose? And and so a lot of these cults prey on that. They're like, here's your purpose. You're gonna help other people, and Mm -hmm. and you're gonna make money while doing it, and you're gonna you're gonna get family, and it's God's purpose for you, and whatever bullshit they're gonna spew at you, right? They'll throw religion and health and wellness and and community and sisterhood. I mean, they're gonna do anything they can to convince you, and then any and then these sophisticated cult and marketing tactics to keep you in. And, and I, that's my biggest thing when people say to me, like, I feel so bad for duping my friends and my family. And I'm like, no, 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 honey, listen, you got out once you figured it out, first of all. And secondly, you fell victim to very, very sophisticated cult marketing tactics. These are the same things that got people to drink literal, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. We get that phrase, like the Jim Jones convinced people to kill themselves. And the freaking, what was his name? Marshall Applewhite with the like, heaven's gate people like convince these people to kill themselves yeah it's the same tactics so if you're somebody coming out of an mlm going oh my god i feel so awful i feel so stupid i feel so whatever you are not alone and i say this as someone who didn't get duped right Mm -hmm. i'm not no one's looking at you going yeah you moron like there are so many people out there especially women Mm -hmm. who got suckered in because of our need to feel fulfilled and contribute to our families Yeah. And that's not fair and it's not right. And yeah. you are not to blame if you were the victim of that. If you know all that and you still keep recruiting people, then fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, right. <laughs> yeah. I, ho- I, I hope you're, I hope your white Mercedes or whatever that you're paying for, because you're probably not hitting your quota this month. I hope it like, you know, gets a flat tire. Like you're horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But everyone else, like you can't beat yourself up over that. Like, it's like, I think this might even be like a 12 step thing, but like, as we know better, we do better, right? Mm -hmm. And once you know, and you make those, you work your way out of it, like just reach down and help the next person out, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look down on the people who didn't see it your way.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it goes also to, and Michelle and I were talking about this earlier, um, particularly in the area that Michelle lives in, we see a lot of the folks involved in this nutrition shops and in Herbalife in particular are people of color and Herbalife has a history of preying on communities of color. And it's, it's, you know, the same thing. It's like finding the vulnerability and then going for
2: it. Blading it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Herbal- it's not a coincidence that Herbalife's packaging is in two languages, English mm-hmm. and Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch any of the Spanish language television shows, um, straight up, you'll be watching like a telenovela and you're going to see people talking about, Oh, I was feeling like crap. And then I put my Herbalife thing in, and I'm not, I'm all great. You know, literally that has happened. Yeah. Um, just like, it's like one of the biggest loser when they used to be like, uh, yeah, when I want a dessert, I have my extra sugar free gum instead. Um, such bullshit, but, and also, so obviously a commercial. Um, and yeah, they, they, uh, Betting on Zero is a good documentary. Last I saw, it was still on Amazon Prime to rent. Um, but if you have the chance to see it, it's just it really, that one really focuses on the way that Herbalife prays, prayed, and continues to pray mm-hmm. on, um, the Hispanic community, uh, yeah. in both in and out of the US. It's not just in the United States, like it's yeah. all over the world. Um, and the fact that their packaging is also in Spanish, um, says it all. I mean they 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 are targeting people who speak Spanish as their primary or only language.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um that's gross because also as a rule, that's a a population in the US that are largely immigrant um, and many of them are struggling. And you know it's it looks on the surface like the traditional American dream. And Uh, I believe there's a woman who said it probably much better than I can in that documentary. It was like, it turned out to be a nightmare. It wasn't a dream. You know, it was like, they go into debt thinking they're setting up a business that's going to feed their family. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I have no words for that. That's just, I, 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 I don't understand it. I don't it's understand. The it.
1: It's the worst of the worst.
2: Yeah. That and the, you know, um in general, MLMs prey on people and that are down on their luck, right? People with cancer, um, people with, um, military spouses, they tend to go after because they're lonely and they're on their own and their husband's deployed or their, you know, their partner is deployed. Um, new moms, moms. Yeah. And people who with disabilities or people who can't work outside the home for whatever reason, or caregivers for people, Mm -hmm. um, they're already vulnerable. They're already, you know, hurting for money. My own sister, like, I don't really have much uh, to do with her. Uh, we're kind of, uh, not, not, uh, hmm, not in a good place, but, um, she's my younger sister, much younger. And, um, also, um, you know, not a lot of financial, uh, resources, just three children. Uh, and she was selling paparazzi and I, you know, it's like everything in me wanted to like tell her, and but I knew she wasn't going to hear it. Like you know, she was convinced it was going to work. And I just, one day she just stopped posting about it. And I'm like, yep, there it goes, you know, like, but how much money did she sink into that? Yeah. And could have just worked a few hours a week, mm-hmm. you know, minimum wage and still made it because they were in the kind of financial situation where, um, if she were working, it would be just to pay for daycare. And I was yeah. like, no, you don't need to be working. Like you take care of your kids, spend time with your kids. Why? spend all that money for someone else to raise your children. You know, um, if you're going to struggle, you might as well struggle and enjoy your family. So I never judged her for that, but like the fact that someone, she, I remember very, very distinctly when it happened, it was before I was into anti MLM so much. Um, otherwise I probably would have said something, but she was like, Hey, has anybody got a lead on like a part-time job or whatever? I need to make a little extra money, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, immediately people are in there going, "Oh, you ever thought about doing this? Oh, sell some lead-filled jewelry and give yourself cancer." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just sad. It's just sad because it's like my sister was not in a financial situation where she could afford to be buying jewelry that she was never going to sell. Right. Right. Um.
1: Yeah. 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 It's like Kayla's as old as time in some ways. You know, it's, we hear these stories so often from folks that get involved in these companies. I think more and more, we're going to hear more stories about, I mean, you know, lead in the jewelry, people's hair falling out from the shampoo, like people eating dirt and getting parasites. I think as the anti-MLM movement kind of keeps getting, you know getting steam and it's, it's on social media. Like I think more and more folks are going to start doing their own digging and we're going to see more of this stuff happening. Cause again, yeah. Not about the products. Yeah. It's about recruiting. Well,
2: people. And I mean, we have, right. I mean, the anti-MLM movement had a big hand in getting, you know, black oxygen organics boo shut down. I mean, that yeah. was a direct result of advocacy. I mean, that wasn't, there's no, there's no denying that what we're doing is getting noticed. Yeah. and. Particularly when you look at like Roberta Blevins, right, who really kind of has made it kind of her her second career to really advocate for um, people in MLMs and to really educate people on that, um, and it's it's just nice to see. And even me with my small little small little following, or mid I guess maybe mid sized little following. Um, <laughs> that, you know, I get people commenting, like, you know, I got out because of you, or, you know, you really made me think, and I I'm, I'm in the process of like shutting down my, my business, you know, they're still using the window, yeah. but they're, they're on their way out, you know, and, um, or yeah, I showed your videos to my sister, you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's really rewarding. And, and the only thing else I can say, you know, to people too, who are like using it as like a way to be able to work from home, like, I interrupt, like I'm doing this now, I'm at my desk in my office. I was working two minutes before I came on this call with you. I work from home. My company just announced we have completely unlimited PTO now. Like we can take as much vacation as we want. Oh. Up to, and we can take three weeks consecutively. Um, and um, these jobs exist. I'm not saying that everyone is qualified or has the means to do it um, or lives in a location where they have high-speed internet and can work from home. But my point is, that if you have the the like chutzpah and the like drive to bust your butt in an MLM, mm-hmm. you can get a legitimate job that will allow you to actually have time freedom, which I am using right now to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I can choose then to work another hour tonight or make it up another time. Or if I don't have work, I can go downstairs and pet my cat, you know, um, or spend time with my husband, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, I, I don't know where their argument is going to go now that they don't have this. Like, well, you don't need to be nine to five in a cubicle. I'm like, uh, you see Nobody my cubicle? <laughs> it's it's a bedroom in my house. Like, I'm wearing slippers and yoga pants uh, and a ten year old Lululemon shirt. Like, come on, like, you don't you don't have to sell your soul to a, a mega corporation to make that happen. You know, like um, I have the flexibility that people are looking for. Those jobs actually exist I get paid for the work I do I can shut it off I don't have to like work nonstop. like it exists and you don't have to pay to make money yeah like even yeah. like for, for example do I have to have a computer to do my job yeah I have one I bought it I paid for that right my company also would have given me a laptop. It wouldn't have been a fancy one. It wouldn't have been this nice, like 20 whatever inch screen that I decided I needed, but I'd have something to do my job. They don't, you don't have to buy things. You know, there are very few jobs where they're like, you have to spend all this money. Like the most you should have to do is buy like a uniform. Yeah. If a job is asking you to do more than, and even that's shitty in my opinion, but if they're asking you to do more than buy like a uniform or steel toed shoes for safety, get another job. Like. Even if it's not an MLM, like get another job. That is too much. Yeah. Like just just pay me. You know, like give me the tools I need to do my job and pay me to do my job. That's
0: yeah. what I want. Yeah. Definitely. Carrie, can you share with everybody where they can find you? So this conversation has been so enlightening. I don't. I definitely don't know as much about Herbalife or even. Um, first of all, there are so many MLMs out there and I'm like, what the hell is this one? Like really, we could go down a rabbit hole. Uh, like who, like, so where can people find you for both um, the and the MLM advocacy piece and then also for your amazing soap business?
2: Yeah, uh, so on TikTok, I am at Uh Carrie like the horror movie, not Carrie like the lotion. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, um, I, that's where I do most of my advocacy work. I kind of keep it a little bit separate from my personal social media, just cause, uh, friends and family that I'm trying not to directly like attack, but mm-hmm. trying to gently coax them out of, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, I, uh, my soap business is the gilded bubble, like gild the lily, uh, and uh i pretty much i use that handle everywhere for my business um but i do have my own website i do not use etsy because screw them honestly sorry um, and i did and i did just actually uh come up with come out with like a sticker and a shirt that says hey and it's a pyramid scheme because <laughs> <laughs> i was like so i wanted a shirt that said it so i made one and then it was like well i'll just sell them in my store but anyway i just we'll i can't resist yeah. <laughs> i can't yeah. resist merch <laughs> I've never, I've never been able to, like my favorite thing about working in marketing was like getting to order pens with logos on them and things. And like, yeah. um, I used to, I used to love to, like going through that stuff. And so like owning your own business, it's like so tempting. So I get to why these MLM ladies are like always buying like, business cards. Like it's so much fun to design that stuff and be like, Oh, I can get a coffee mug. Or, like, <laughs> so My trick is to wait for sales and try to come up with the most creative, like low cost. way. So like I said, rubber stamps, stickers mm-hmm. um like I do business I like I, I made myself like a little business card that's like mm-hmm. a coupon thing you know that I can give people like love it just the least expense. I wait for everything to go on sale like Vista Vistaprint has like a 40% off <laughs> like on something I'm like time to buy yeah
1: that's <laughs> the way to do it <laughs> seriously <laughs> you know? we both totally empathize with
2: that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. Awesome. Well, we did I, answer, did. I answer that. I did, didn't I? Okay, good. <laughs> yes,
0: you we did. We're gonna link all of your information um in the show notes so <laughs> folks can find you and follow you and buy stickers from you and soap and uh, yeah. So awesome. excited! Thank you so okay. much for joining us. Yeah. Oh,
2: thank you. And I promise I'll make more content eventually. I've just uh, <laughs> two jobs and a side business. Like TikTok is like the last thing on my mind, but it's like my favorite. So I. I need to get back to
1: it. Well, thank you again. This was so awesome. So happy that you could join us and love the work that you do. So thank thank
2: you. you. Thank you for having me.
1: This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at strong and simple podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strong and simple at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. The content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.